0: Zach Ellis,
1: Stockyard Equipment. Thank you very much for joining the program here today. A few news items I wanted to go over with you, Mr. Zach Ellis. You're out there all over the Permian and even into Oklahoma, Tulsa, if you will, and Oklahoma, knowing different areas, what's going on, boots on the ground. So let's talk a little bit about this Endeavor news story I saw. They got some activity going in the Permian. Saw on CNN where they're trying to fact check Donald Trump about the expanding oil and gas market and and their, you know, their more negativity towards the oil and gas market. But my thing is, there's 96% of our, our daily lives is reliant on petroleum products. So for the next foreseeable future, there's going to be pockets of positivity. So uh, let's talk a little bit about some of those areas where where we're finding some some different, um, I guess, news items to note. But uh, how are you doing today, Zach?
0: I'm doing fantastic, Jason. How are you?
1: Hey, not too bad. Not too bad. What's going on down in the Permian with Endeavor?
0: You know, I just came back from the Permian. I was down there uh, last Monday through Friday. And obviously, President Trump visited on Wednesday, so that wasn't a very lucrative day to make sales calls. But the people that I did talk to, a lot of them do have, um, an upbeat personality and uh, for the foreseeable future as far as oil and gas is concerned. Um, you know, this story that Houston Chronicle posted just last week on the 27th of July says Endeavor Energy uh, just applied for 11 new permits to drill wells. So, you know, for somebody that's of their caliber, Autry Stevens that runs Endeavor Energy, that's a, that's a huge sign. If he's going to be out there drilling... Um, And also, I talked to Matt over at uh, Brax Town, and there's 67 active fleets, um, which added, I believe, it was 10 to 12 units from last week's number uh, previous to that.
1: Well, even we've mentioned the Jerry Jones purchase, the Warren Buffett purchase of uh, the Dominion Pipeline, and you know the the kind of the owners of the marketplace, if you will, those top tiered individuals, they're making pretty big moves that would certainly, in my opinion, if I'm reading the tea leaves, that it's just a little bit of a hiccup right now for the the industry. There's still going to be some activity. I don't know how it's going to look, how managed it's going to be, if they're going to control production and turn it into ag 2.0 to where, you know, they're going to, you know, an ag, you got to grow corn or soy or wheat, otherwise good luck. You know, it's, it's whatever they, the government decides to give you subsidies on. Uh, I hope the energy industry doesn't go that way, but um, at the top of the economy, it certainly seems like all the right players are making all the right moves, so eventually the activity is going to be picking up again. That's how I'm reading the tea leaves. I don't know. You're, you're the boots on the ground guy. That's why I got to talk to you, and sounds like you're hearing some similar chatter, huh?
0: Sure, sure. Sure. It- You know, again, as we've said before, 2020 has really been unprecedented for everybody with the COVID and oil prices and everybody was scrambling to get PPP money and EIDL loans and SBA loans and everything else. I think we're seeing a lot of that necessarily put behind us because people are seeing the writing on the wall, there's going to be work. And obviously the conference with President Trump in Odessa was huge, and um, you know, he's pro oil, pro gas, because it is something, it's a necessity for each and every one of us. And just visiting companies, I talk with any anybody that has three trucks to three thousand trucks out there. And some of the bigger companies are stating, Hey, we're picking up contracts with XYZ frack fleets. So I think we're gonna see more sand moving. Obviously, the chemicals picking up as well. As some of these wells are being opened back up, they need chemicals, and they need the BOPs, and they need the guys that are, you know, wireline companies and coal tubing. So everybody's kind of intermingled at some point or another, and stockyard equipment is really an avenue for a guy to get his
1: equipment from. Talk to me about stockyard equipment, uh, the venture you have going on here. Um, What is it you guys are – well, you know, give yourself a plug, what it is you do, so we got to make sure we set that context. but. Obviously, you know, you, you're talking to people, you're selling equipment, you're moving it back and forth. You're seeing where the different sectors are are kind of showing, you know, signs of life and et cetera. But uh, talk about the uh, stockyard equipment and just uh, elaborate beyond, uh, you know, the micro commercial, if you will.
0: Absolutely. Um, so stockyard equipment was a venture that I started up back in March of 2019 As an avenue to sell trucks and sell trailers and sell just equipment in general. So we've kind of got our office space set up. We have our website, stockyardequipment.com, running. Obviously, many of you that listen to the show see me posting on LinkedIn, whether we're looking for specific equipment or buying equipment. But right now, my deal is um, targeting some of these fleets, whether the oil field or over the road or... Uh, you know, just regional transportation companies and buying some of their older trucks and buying some of their older trailers. I think here in the near future, we're going to get into buying specialized equipment like wireline, cool tubing, um, you know, frac pumps, blenders, stuff like that. But right now it's really been a focus on trucks and trailers because we see there's a large influx of guys that are looking for trucks and trailers right now. Because again, the guys that are hauling sanding trucks, the guys that are hauling water, the guys that are hauling reefer, drive in, flatbed, step deck, the construction equipment on low boys, whatever it is, there's usually a truck behind it. So, and a lot of the trucks in the oil field, uh, you know, have just always kind of had a reputation that they take a little bit harder of uh, abuse than some of the other trucks. So sometimes it works out for a guy who says, Hey, look, I've got these trucks I need to get rid of and I need to buy new trucks, or Hey, I need to buy a set of, um, you know, maybe late model trucks. And that's really an avenue where we help a guy out. We have got a couple lenders on board that can both work with single owner operators all the way up to a triple A fleet that runs 500 plus trucks. So we have an avenue there um, and stockyard equipment is solely my venture. And uh, this is kind of my baby. This is, this is what we look to grow.
1: You know, when I look at the trucking industry, it reminds me a lot of when I was in the publishing industry, which was an expensive industry. And they didn't really give you much credit there. I mean, if you proved yourself after a while during later years, they gave you thirty days. But for the most part, you had to write that twenty to fifty thousand dollar check up front before you collected any advertising or anything else. So I look at trucking very similar. You know, it's not like you know the mechanic's going to carry you. You know, you got to pay the mechanic, and so there's a lot of expense and during recessions and during slow pay periods and during things like that boy it becomes a real survival game because a lot of the small and mid-sized guys you know they they're just hemorrhaging and sort of the big guys but the big guys can hemorrhage for a while so it's it's really interesting trucking right now because it's the trucking ain't going away anytime soon that's for sure. I mean, we, it's, it's, a, you know, people say it's the backbone of the economy. I think the railroad's the backbone of the economy and trucking is the arteries. I mean, it's the thing that keeps us the lifeblood going. And so I look at that industry and very interesting times right now. So I could see where, you know, somebody like yourself kind of, you know, helping people maneuver back and forth, it could be a real service right now.
0: For sure, for sure. There's some, you know, so many people <clears throat> in this industry is is as a whole. Whether you're oil and gas related, or whether it's transportation, or whether it's warehousing, or whatever you do, but a truck is involved at some point. Whether you're going to the Walmart and going to get your groceries, there was a truck there. Whether it's the water coming to go downhole at the well site, a truck was involved. Whether you know you got freight sitting in a warehouse, a truck was involved. So. I guess the end all be all is so many people look to get into trucking because it can be a very lucrative lifestyle and a very lucrative company, but there is, like you're saying, there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of involvement as far as financial uh, well-being. And I think really what I aim to do is, is help a guy in furthering his business. You know, in my past life, I worked for a finance company and that was something that we, really relied on was helping a customer because we want to take a consultant approach to his business and show him, Hey, you know, you're buying your truck here. Now you're financing here. Here's where you go for insurance. Here's where you go for it's tags. Here's where you go for a fuel car. Here's where you go if your truck breaks down because a lot of these guys don't have a full understanding if they're an owner operator of where to go, what's the next move, what do I do next? And I know how that feels. I started my equipment, uh, my equipment company here, kind of from the ground up. And luckily I had a few mentors that showed me what to do, but it can be incredibly challenging and incredibly expensive if you really don't know what you're doing and what the next step is. And that's really what I want to help somebody with is, is being that next step and being um, a liaison to go around that roadblock and keep moving forward.
1: Well, walk us through that next step then as we kind of conclude here. If somebody who's listening wants to know what the next step is, you know, contact you and just kind of walk us through what somebody would expect if they're going to, you know, do do that with the equipment.
0: Sure. So, obviously, our inventory is listed at stockyardequipment.com. We carry day cab trucks, sleeper trucks, trailers, pretty much anything that you're looking for. If you don't see something on the website, feel free to give me a call on my cell phone reach out on LinkedIn or even my emails on the website. But kind of a quick snapshot, if if you're an owner-operator, you're thinking about becoming an owner-operator, again, trucking is considered a risky business, but we do work with quite a few lenders that will do an owner-operator deal. Usually they're going to ask for a minimum of 10% down. They're going to want you in a truck that's at least five years or newer, and um, they're going to do some sort of term from 36 to 48 months. You can do it in your personal name or if you want to go out and get an LLC, that works perfectly as well. Um, from that point, you'll put your money down, We'll set up your term, we'll go over your terms, interest rate, everything else, make sure the truck's ready for you, and I've also got a few referrals I can send for insurance that will help you through the process of getting your tags and license plate and everything else. But, Check us out at StockyardEquipment.com or give me a call on my cell phone at 682-248-5252. We're also buying trucks. We're buying big groups of trucks, anywhere from 20 to 150 trucks, whether they're day cabs or sleeper trucks.